Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. How's your patience level? Have you found that you're shorter tempered since the pandemic, since your experience with cancer or helping a cancer patient? I don't think I got the patience memo when I was born. I've always been a bit impatient, but more directed at myself. I just hate people wasting my time. And I remember when they told me that I had a very short life expectancy, I got even more impatient and more conscious of people wasting my time, my energy, my thought space. So I'm actually trying to be a student of being patient. I did not realize that patience is a virtue came from a fifth century poem. I had no idea. I had heard that and I always thought, okay, I have to have more patience. I have to be more virtuous, but it's not easy. How do you do it? What are your tricks? I was so aware of this because I've been car shopping and salespeople waste your time. There's so much wasted time in shopping for a car. And I remember the irony because the dealership had a breast cancer month decal on their window, even though it was past breast cancer month, they still had it, which I was grateful for. Like I want to patronize a place that is supportive of breast cancer research. But for 25 minutes, I stood there waiting for a car salesman and I had an appointment and finally I walked up to the manager and I was like, guys, how can you say you support breast cancer when you just kept a breast cancer patient waiting 25 minutes? Do you know what 25 minutes feels like in cancer time? (laughs) Oh man, you don't want to get hit with that by a stage four cancer survivor. No way. But I actually penetrated the guy's heart for sure because he ended up sharing with me that his father had passed away from cancer and then went on to apologize for the lack of regard for my time and the way I was dismissed. And partly, I think, because I was a woman alone and I wasn't dressed really fancy. I actually had just come from recording a podcast And I was in the equivalent of maybe my pajamas, not really, just like a sweats, but I wasn't dressed fancy. I didn't have on makeup. I didn't have a lot of time. I just wanted to run in, see a car, and then hopefully be able to work out a deal to get the car. So that really exhibited the fact that I need to be looking more at my patience level. And as I said, I was not patient. The years that I was having surgery and radiation 
and chemotherapy. And even after when they told me to get my affairs in order over two decades ago, that made me even more impatient. So I was trying to figure out why do we want to be patient? What's the point? Like, why should we really focus on this? And I looked at the medical reasons and for the societal reasons, and it said, number one, self-control. To be able to control our own reactions to the situation and endure it without complaint. I don't know about that. (laughs) Sometimes I just have to say it, you know? That was so disrespectful the way that I was treated. And I figured out as somebody that runs a business, it's a nonprofit, but I want my employees to be respectful of our patients. Okay, the next one is humility. To accept that you are no more important than anyone else and there is no particular reason why you should not wait. I waited, but 25 minutes was just too long. And then lastly, generosity. To smile at the world, even when it seems to be conspiring against you. (laughs) This comes from a website, Skills You Need. What are the three qualities of patience? Oh, I love it. I use that phrase, but the world is conspiring with us to give us the best life possible. Sometimes it puts these bumps in the road and we've got to deal with it. And we usually come out stronger for it. But it was just funny when I read Conspiring Against You. So I saw on this website, alessforlife.com, it said learning patience can not only boost your well-being, but also enhance your self-esteem, hopefulness, and keep your blues in check. So they're even claiming that being patient can help you be less depressed. I come from a family of the most impatient patriarch. My dad was so impatient. And I think that's partly why I became so efficient because I learned how to dodge someone's impatient rant. Now, my father's impatience made me incredibly resourceful, but then I imagine that took a toll, right? Because that's a lot of load to bear as a child, but it served me really well as an adult because I just get stuff done. I do see that there seems to be this whole connection to faith in patients because even though this wasn't a religious site, it's called greatresultssteambuilding.net. It said, patience is quiet hope and trust that things will turn out right. Hmm. To me, that feels like having faith that it's all gonna be okay. I don't know, I like action. Are you with me? Are you more on the patient side or are you more on the impatient side? Did you ever think about it? There are so many biblical and religious references throughout so many religions to having patience. So I think we're supposed to learn it. And I just thought quickly, since my fuse was pretty short when I was going through all that chemo treatment, 
that maybe we should just talk a little bit about patience because there are so many hours in waiting rooms and waiting for surgery, coming out of surgery. And we have to deal with so many different people touching us, examining us, poking us, that if we could talk a little bit about how to achieve more patience, particularly when we're going through treatment and survivorship, that maybe that was a really good topic for this podcast. So just think about some of the physical reasons that we might be losing patients. Could it be hunger? Could it be fatigue? Could it be dehydration? Are we scared about something? Are we carrying with us something that happened at home or at work that's still bothering us, that's unresolved? It's really interesting to track what makes us impatient. Is it one person? Is it one scenario? Is it a time of day? Like really become an observer of when you lose your patience. That I think is the first step. Then of course, practicing things in advance of losing your patience, like starting to meditate, breathing, scanning your body to see if you're physically uncomfortable, thinking about your night's sleep. Did you get a good night's sleep? Allowing yourself to be imperfect, which allows you to let others be imperfect. It's pretty interesting to think about filling our cup, putting our needs first. A lot of times, at least I get impatient if I've just helped everybody else and I haven't taken a minute for myself. Now, some of these ideas come from Gramercy Psychological Services. I don't know them, but I just thought they had a pretty good list. Of course, everybody says show gratitude. Sometimes it's hard to show gratitude if you're being impatient, but I do see that I do have that little trigger that if I'm starting to feel impatient, I think about what would it be like to be in that person's shoes that's making me impatient. Also, a lot of times it has nothing to do with us and we're getting delayed and we're getting impatient, but the situation has really nothing to do with us. It happened before we even got there. Slow down. That's something that I'm told all the time. Just slow down, Sarah, and you move too fast. The world doesn't move as fast as you. A lot of the websites talk about listening better, that sometimes if you just focus more on listening than what your own needs are, you won't be as impatient. You know, I love the fun part, right? So sometimes if I'm starting to get impatient or stressed out by the delay, I try to write a comedy routine about it, especially if it's like a balagon, like everybody's running around in circles. It's complete chaos, you know, where I'm waiting in line or have to get something and the delays are so huge. I try to look at where the humor is in the situation. And I'll even write a little comedy skit or a little joke about it. 
And I find that distracts me. It makes the time go faster. And I actually make myself chuckle. It really is an incredible skill to have to be able to talk ourselves into being more patient. Have you ever just decided that if you did the task or you started directing people in their jobs, that it would make it go faster and more efficiently, and then you would get your needs met faster? (laughs) I must admit, I've done that. I've done that. It's so funny because I see efficiency. And so sometimes I'll just be like, look, I don't mean to butt in, but I'm like older than you. And I've seen this happen before. And this was a cool solution that I either tried or that I was taught when I was in your situation. And sometimes that's met with such relief. And other times people get really mad (laughs) because they think you're questioning their competency. And I'm not, I'm just a super helpful person. So I'm curious if you've ever been caught in that. I know that I'm not the only one. I saw in Better Up, there was a study involving 3,000 Americans and 45% of the millennials said they feel less patient than they did five years ago. And they blame technology. There's so much instant gratification in our society now, whether it's social media or just technology that we like the quick fix of dopamine, right? We like that pleasure chemical that fills our brain and makes us feel wonderful. And so when we don't get it, our fuse goes off, right? So if we're so used to instant gratification and we have no patience, because we're so trained now with technology for everything to be instant, then in real life situations, when we're dealing with so many humans, our fuse is shorter, or at least mine is. At least I'm honest about it. Are you? Are you being honest with yourself about your impatience? So reframing is a great way to handle that mounting impatience. I do it with comedy. But as I said before, there are so many different ways you can do it. Even taking a deep breath, counting to 10, doing a quick meditation practice. I think we're losing the ability to be okay with being uncomfortable. Everybody just wants to be so comfortable all the time. And I think that we haven't kept that up. And especially the younger generations, they're catered to a lot. And so being uncomfortable is unheard of now. It's really interesting to me. Now, I have a lot of fire. Like I have a lot of fire. I have red hair. I have a very fiery character. And that has always fueled me and helped me to achieve a lot of goals a lot of my goals because of my personal impatience in when I want to achieve something. 
But I think what I learned through really thinking about this topic and wanting to have the virtuous patience that they talk about in that fifth century poem, I realized that it really is important not to hold others to my same standard, my same energy level, or my timeline. Because sometimes they're really unrealistic and that's where some of the impatience could come in. I know I always have the serenity prayer floating around my head. And here's just a few lines from it. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I know it goes on to much longer poem, but that is the key to just know when we have to just kick back, chill out, and let things unfold versus when we have to act and advocate and be passionate and have a little impatience. I'm not throwing impatience completely out. I think sometimes it can really fuel us, but too much impatience has been documented to cause stress and therefore to cause illness if it is over-exaggerated stress. So I think we have to keep an eye on this, especially if we're going through treatment. There are so many funny jokes on the internet about patients and impatients. And I just had to share it with you because if you actually write these down and then you're feeling impatient and you just go to your phone for patients and you read these, you'll laugh and it will transport you, I'm sure, out of your impatience. So here's one. I had my patience tested. I'm negative. <laughs> that is so clever. That's just so clever. Okay, here's another one. When it's only Tuesday and you've run out of patience for the week. <laughs> Have you been there? I think my chemo day was Tuesday. Definitely. Yes, been there. Okay, here's one more. Welcome. Today's specials are lack of sleep, up too early, and low on patience. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> no, really. We have a podcast with Jackie, our functional medicine expert. And it's all about sleep and the quality of sleep. And I'm telling you, I think if we all got better sleep, better nutrition, and took these joy breaks and these laughter breaks, we would all just be more patient. So I'd love to hear your tricks. You could go to comedycures.org and hit the record button and tell me the strategies that you use to be more patient or go to the menu and write to me. I really love when you teach me to and you tell me all your secrets and tell me what you're doing to help your patient's level during your treatment or survivorship. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both 
a listener and donor supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to comedycures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.